You know, I could I could play something else. I just think out of context this might Dracula be. Dracula musical. Thank you. If I see Van Helsing, I swear to the Lord I will slay him. Ha 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 ha! He take him from me, but I swear I won't let it be so. Ha 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 ha! Blood will run down his face when he is decapitated. Ah! His head on my mantle is how I will let this world go. How much I love you. This is Basement Cinema. I am your host, Zach Chabon, and today we're doing Forgetting Sarah Marshall, one of our uh, favorite comedies. At least I can speak for uh, myself and Nick. Uh, today I am with uh, co-creator Nick Gallant. We got uh, reoccurring guest Mike Tisser and first-timer Brad Head is with us as well. Uh, Brad, what's going on, man? Not much. How are we doing? Looking forward to diving into this flick because it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I know this is uh, one of the the many that we've talked about having you on for and uh, mostly comedies. I think Tommy Boy was the other big one. Oh, my God. But, <laughs> yes. But uh, this was one that you were pretty adamant about. So I'm, I'm excited to, to dig into this one with you. You as well, Mike. Uh, you recently named your dog after a character in the show, right? Yeah. I mean, Kuna. Right on cue. Yeah. That is awesome. I'll try and mute him out when needed to. Named him that so he would like be chill because that work super chill but at 13 weeks it's not uh <laughs> not in the cards yet not in the cards yet that's all right he's still a baby i'll manage him kunu little kunu um little so kunu. uh forgetting star marshall uh directed by nicholas stoller i actually i don't know why i thought judd apatow directed this i thought uh he apparently he just produced it i thought this was one of his uh uh directorial movies but apparently not um, and written by Jason Siegel. I thought he was one of a couple writers. It was just him, though, huh? I think that's the. I think that's one of the reasons why I love this movie so much is that Siegel yeah. wrote it. And I actually heard about that. I think last year when I, and I've been a fan of this movie since it came out. I think it's one of the, one of if not, I mean, my favorite comedies for sure. I think it is my favorite comedy. Um, I, I think it's even better to know that Jason Siegel wrote it. And I want to get into that later later in the podcast about like how that's interesting and whatnot, but. I just thought, I thought it was super surprising that he's he's the brains behind this whole thing. I, I think it makes a ton of sense too. It really does. And you could, 
you know, I don't know if you guys have watched any of the behind the behind the scenes stuff or um or read up on anything on this, but it's it, a lot of it is based on personal experiences for him. Yeah. Um, which we'll we'll get into later. Um, I know you just kind of talked about it a little, Nick. Uh, but why do we love this movie so much? So I love this movie because I mean, for me, I think for some somehow I watched this movie. And correct me if I'm wrong, this did not come out before Super Bad, right? It was after. I, I actually don't know up, the yeah. time for that. It yeah, is. Super I, bad I think it's Jonah Hill. Bad was first. Yeah. So for some reason, I saw this before that. I don't know why. Um, and it was kind of my first introduction to these guys, like Siegel, Jonah Hill, um, and just really that kind of humor. I mean, I know it wasn't an Appetite movie, but it, it kind of plays like that too. But I think just all those guys and all the snow and Russell Brand too. I think it's an all-time character. It's the first time we really kind of hear from him, uh, at least in America too, which is. I mean, what I called probably like the funniest or, or fun, one of the funniest characters or like introductions to characters besides maybe like Rodney Dangerfield and Caddyshack. I think the first time I saw that is probably the up there. What's you, have up? Up, you have him up there. You have him that high. I thought he was it was probably like as far as laugh out loud comedies for the first viewing. It is his character is incredible because it's it's so outrageous. He is. He really yeah. is. And I think he he's almost he didn't he's one of those guys who did such a good job. He typecast himself into one character. Because he was too funny to not be in any other movies. And he's only been in this movie and really get him to the Greek and he plays all the snow. Yeah, he plays the same character. That is that's a good point. I mean, I know so, he's been stand-up and he's been in a couple other things, and I couldn't name a single other thing that yeah, he's in. So I mean, for me, it was just it was the hardest I've ever laughed at a movie the first time I saw it. And I loved it. And and it's really Jonah Hill just killed it too. Yeah. I and mean the whole the Bill, whole Bill Hader too. I you gotta loop him in there. Yeah, oh my god. We're gonna talk about Bill Hader in length uh, later on because he's he, I think he might be my favorite character in this. Um I'm looking up uh uh Russell Brand's IMDB right now, and the other thing he was in was Arthur in 2011. I never saw that. It was a comedy. Oh, I think that was kind of like it was super goofy though. I don't yeah. Think, <clears throat> I think it was more like a could have been a children's comedy. I'm not sure. The but cover kind of looks like one. I think I remember that being. Comedy. Yeah. I was gonna say, is it Arthur the Aardvark? Are we? <laughs> no, no, not that childish. Dude, Make a movie he's, that. he's like a spoiled. He he's he plays like a spoiled uh, guy from like a wealthy family or something. That's I don't know. what it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, it. And then Rock of Ages was the other one that's on his like known for on IMDb. And that's really it. Yeah. Yikes. Um, and he was he was unbelievable in this movie. Really good actor, like funny and, as hell, and at like playing the same character in Get Him to the Greek. He was amazing. That movie is so underrated. I love that movie. It's hilarious. They uh, made it work with Jonah Hill playing a different character in the same movie with the same character. Yeah, which is crazy. <laughs> it's it's insane. Um, Brad, why did you want to come on for this movie? Well, uh, I think uh, Nick kind of nailed it with. Mm. this is a laugh out loud comedy i mean i could watch this a million times and still belly laugh at it and it's just so quotable i mean i probably quote this movie once a day so uh, it, is, it is funny how cool like there's so many one-liners and it really is like especially me and you brad like yeah i mean i couldn't couldn't tell you how many times at work or on the golf course or wherever just shouting back quotes of this so i mean like brad like speaking of brad's like rewatchability there i think brad and i both watched it back-to-back nights brad watched it monday and tuesday and i watched it <laughs> tonight and last night and they were both funny like it was equally as funny yes it's funny absolutely yeah. so it's, it's rewatchability i mean it's hilarious and it's quotability it's just an all-time comedy 
you know, it's, it'll go down in the ages. So. Oh yeah. I think, uh, I think, I, I think you're right. I completely agree. It's definitely a, a rewatchable one. They did this on the rewatchables podcast too, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, they definitely did. So mm-hmm. that's clarifies that right there. Um, Mike, why, why this movie, aside from the fact that you name your dog Kunu? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, he's a great character. Like, there's just a lot of great individual characters there. And like you all kind of said, it's probably one of the most quotable movies, like in my top three. I probably have like Billy Madison number one. Oh, yeah. Maybe this. But yep. Don't get me started on Billy Madison. That's a different uh, we'll kind save, of funny. We'll say that. Yeah. We'll different kind one. of funny. Yeah. Different kind of quotes. Little kid. Yeah. Hey, there we go. <laughs> little um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, quotability, um, rewatchability, those are definitely two of the main reasons that I uh, fell in love with this movie. I don't remember. I don't. I definitely didn't see it in theaters, um, nope. which is odd because I, I, yeah. Um, but I got to list a, a few of the the reasons why I love it so much. I guess um, it's a great movie. Like even looking through, uh, I guess the comedy. It's well, I guess it's a great movie to help you through a breakup. Like I don't know how many of you guys have been through some tough breakups. This is actually a great movie to watch right after because it's comedic, it's truthful, and it's kind of hopeful. Like it is like your sappy rom-com, but the like comedic genius in it is just like, it's perfect. Um, so it really is good to like help you through a breakup. Um, like you stick it, like you guys said, there's a crazy amount of one-liners uh, that we quote in everyday conversation. Um, I, I, my only, I have one gripe with it, with the movie is that Mila Kunis's character is just like sorely underdeveloped. I don't know if you guys noticed that. Like, that's probably the only issue I have with this movie is that they don't really tell you much about her. And she just kind of like, I don't understand why she does the things that she does in this movie. Like, I don't understand why she's really into Peter. Like, I don't really that's like kind of one, one of the few things we, we I guess we can talk about that later. Um, but on paper, it's like another it's a sappy love story, but it's much more than that. Uh, they paint Sarah to be like this bad guy for most of the movie. But you find out later it really wasn't all her fault. And she went to great lengths to try and hold the relationship together. Uh, and Peter actually had a lot to do with the reason the relationship died. Um, it paints a different perspective from the classic movie breakup scenario where it shows the guy being very vulnerable. And I think that's what made it so funny. I think that's like part of the reason Jason Siegel crushed this so much, you know, like him being so vulnerable, like crying on the balcony or, you know, like crying when he's making love to the stranger and <laughs> not being able to get it up with, with Sarah at the end. Uh, Cause he's, he's just so like mentally worn down from her. Um, so all that on top of the unreal uh, cast of like hilarious side characters with Aldis, Jonah Hill, Kunu, Bill Hader, um, you know, for, for most of those reasons, I guess that's, that's why I love it. Um, did we want to do, random facts now or did we want to talk about these uh these other comedies that this group is in let's see that and then random facts before right yeah before yeah let's bang it out so yeah. so this group's uh comedy movies right i got a list here of forgetting sarah marshall i love you man knocked up and get him to the greek so i know knocked up was more of like more of seth rogan but it still had like most of these guys, maybe not, uh, what's his name? Russell Brand. 
Um, but out of those four, which one do you like? Do you guys either go back to the most or do you love the most? Nick, I guess we'll start with you. I, I think it's this one for sure. Um, I yeah. think Russell Brand kind of takes over the edge a little bit. I mean, if you want to, if you want to consider super bad, it might be a little bit closer just because of Jonah Hill and, and just kind of that whole comedy scene and that group. But overall, I would say forgetting some, I mean, it's my favorite comedy. It really is. I think overall it's just so the I mesh of characters and the amount of characters in this. It's funny that you brought up super bad. I didn't put that in here because it was mostly just Jonah Hill and not the other guys in this movie. Yeah. But that to me, that movie is like top it, three. It top almost kind of, Bill Hader. Yeah, it almost kind of. Yeah, yeah, Hader's in it too, right? We can't forget about Hader. No, so Bill, like, yeah, and I think Bill Hader in that was was great. You're right. That's that's a good call. The reason I the reason I like this one the most is because it is they have so many good characters, and it, it's been like the most difficult podcast to talk about, like who your favorite drinking buddy is, who your favorite character is. Like every category has been a pain in the ass. To, find, to try to figure out like who your favorite character is for each category because there's so many good ones. Paul Rudd, like his character in that is unbelievable. Um, there's just it's it's endless. It's it's incredible. So I, for me, it's forgetting Star Marshall. If you want to include, I love you, man. I mean, excuse me, super super bad. I would say that's a close two. Then I love you, man. Then knocked up. I okay, yeah. I think I, I, as much as I love this movie, I didn't include Super Bad. But if I did, Super Bad would be at the top of the list, bar none. That's the defining comedy of our generation. I think it's one of the funniest movies of all time. Um, but we're, we'll talk about that one at a different time. Uh, Brad, if you were to choose between the four of these. Do you know why? Like I, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Nick. No, I was like, I, I kind of include that because it's kind of like, it kind of views the same. It's kind of like stoner comedy in a way where it's, it feels like, it feels like Seth Rogen wrote it. Like the Pineapple Express kind of crew. Right. That's another good one. Uh, Brad, if you were to choose between these four, what would you have? Uh, this is definitely number one. Yeah, I do watch Game of the Greek a lot just because I love Aldous just off the rails. I think that's the funniest shit ever, um, especially how Jonah Hill handles it throughout the entire movie. <laughs> um, but I mean, the other two, I Love You Man is just as quotable and they play off each other really well in that too. Um, as far as quotability goes, I Love You Man might be more like quotable yeah than this one it's a, yeah. I, I don't know they're neck and neck yeah, yeah I, I don't i don't think uh it's a better movie than forgetting star marshall but it might be yeah, more I, don't, I don't think so either yeah. but it's definitely so i would probably say uh forgetting sarah marshall i love you man and then get into the greek okay uh, i do watch get into the greek a good amount just because i think it's it, the way it's those two play so off good. each other and how he's like i i find it hilarious a madman and just an P. Diddy. <laughs> you know, like it, he's not understaffed, but he's like, he's just not prepared for what he's getting himself into. It. <laughs> right. That is, that's like we said earlier, it's an underrated comedy. Uh, get him to the Greek. Mike, if you were to choose between the four. I mean, this one's probably first. I've probably seen Knocked Up the most because it's always on, uh, it's always on TV because she works at E, so it's always on that channel, yeah, E, so if you're channel surf and you're like, yeah, I'll watch Knocked Up. That's oh, that, definitely not my favorite. That makes sense that that's always on that channel. Yeah, I didn't think about that. And then, uh, I mean, I think at least when you're talking to the bros, you know, I Love You Man gets quoted pretty often because, I mean, I mean, I call you Z-Bone Capone. That's yeah. the direct, <laughs> that's a direct pull from uh, I Love You Man. But yeah, the no, late to Marshall's the 
Forgetting Sarah Marshall is the best of the bunch. Yeah. I uh, I completely agree. I think forgetting Sarah Marshall is number one. If I were to rank the other ones, it's tough. Like, I think I would – Knocked Up is hilarious. Um, I might. I think I would yeah. put that number three under – There's no bad ones. I love you, man. There, there isn't a bad one. I, and I, I really like Get Him to the Greek. It's just kind of – it's a tough list. So I'd probably do it. Forgetting Sarah Marshall, I love you, man. Knocked Up, then Get Him to the Greek. But I've probably seen Get Him to the Greek like five or six times. Like, it's a hilarious movie. Um, so if, if we're going to move on from that, I'm going to do some of the, um, random facts. So there wasn't many here, but I found a couple that were pretty funny or at least some, some pretty good ones. So the actual state fish of Hawaii, I don't know if you guys knew that is really the Huma Huma Nuka Nuka Puau, which I was just kind of curious. That character, by the way, is fucking hilarious. Yeah, it's dude. Season, dude, dude. The bartender. What, what's his, I think his actual name is Devon or something. Is it? Uh, yeah, <laughs> it was his real name. I moved. No, I looked it up. Central. South Central. <laughs> South Central. Yeah, that whole that whole back and forth was hilarious. Um, really, the only note I took in my rewatch was Dewey the bartender. Jasmine. I'm sorry. What's his name, Mike? Dewey. Dewey. Dewey? Is that his character oh, name or is that his real name? That's his character name. That's awesome. Um, so here's another one. It's uh, when the film was first released, Universal promoted it by hiring skywriters to fly over cities where it had been playing with messages like, I hate you, Sarah Marshall. And then real life women named Sarah Marshall got calls uh, from their friends asking if they were having any trouble with their husbands or boyfriends. Oh, and God. some ended up complaining to the authorities. Uh, but we're told that under the First Amendment, there was nothing that they could do to stop it. So, <laughs> Freaking genius, actually. I know, right? That's awesome. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, the scene where Peter makes uh, Peter and Aldis make fun of Sarah's movie about a killer phone was written <laughs> without knowing Kristen Bell had starred in Pulse in 2006, which was a movie with a similar premise. Get out of here. So, Did you like it? The movie? Yeah. It was awful, bloody film. I see it's just ridiculous premise. Uh, oh, what would happen if your mobile phone killed you? Why would a mobile phone kill anyone? It doesn't make sense. How can a mobile phone have an agenda and kill people? I told her that when she read the script. Yeah, you were the voice of reason, mate. Like, I tried to be, but she didn't listen. Well, going around killing people, a mobile phone, like doing murders. Why couldn't you just take the battery out of the phone? Right, that's it. The battle's over. <laughs> yeah, we've won. I hated it. Well, it's not for everyone, but it... it, it no, it's ridiculous. Here's my favourite scene. Ring, ring. Hello. Yeah, it could never happen. <laughs> no, it could never happen. It's a metaphor for addiction to technology, for society, for how we're relying on technology. I get it. I'm with you. It's a metaphor for a crap movie. So they had actually they had accidentally like ripped on her without really knowing it. So I don't know. If, yeah, I, I guess she didn't know if if it was like supposed to be funny or not, like intention, like done intentionally or not. But that's just like a hilarious coincidence that that actually happened. Wow, yeah. that's that's actually crazy. Yeah, like the world happened if you're too. Yeah, it's a, it's an absurd premise, but that's uh, really funny. Um, Jason, C. the one thing Paul that Aldison thing agreed on. Yeah, battles yeah. over. Battles over. Why don't you just take the battery out of the phone? <laughs> ah, you're like, the voice of like, reason, mate. 
I feel like <laughs> yeah. Siegel was like like helping cast this and like got high watching that movie with Kristen Bell. I was like and forgot about it. And it was like, let's yeah. just put this in the scene when I'm writing it. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a good chance that happened. Yeah. Um that's too much of a coincidence. So uh Jason Siegel and Paul Rudd co-starred in I Love You Man. Uh in both movies, the characters made a point make a point of eating tacos together. So tacos random, on me. Random, yeah. yeah, tacos on me. That's a good random fact. Yeah, it's kind of funny. One, yeah. yeah. Um, so Jonah Hill's character, oh yeah, and Get Him to the Greek is not the same character as this movie, which I actually so I hadn't seen Get Him to the Greek in a while. I actually had to Google to make that to make sure that that was actually true. Um, because mm-hmm. I, I remember going back and being like, oh, is, is it the same? Is it supposed to be the same character? Did he get a good job and like was he following him? No, Completely yeah, different character. Um, well, have you seen the unrated version? No, of, of what forgetting Sarah Marshall or Get Him to the Greek? Yeah, for, forgetting Sarah Marshall. I have seen it, but that's not the one I own, so I haven't rewatched that. Yeah, so that's the one that I own. Completely forgot about it because that's not usually the one I watch. Mm. At the very end, Jonah Hill's character actually freaks out on him. He's like, "You're such yeah. a fucking dick!" Like some, some, something. So that it would have made it tough. Would have yeah. made it tough to make that the yeah continuation of that guy. That's true. That makes sense. Um. So Jason Siegel's naked breakup actually happened. Uh, so he was quoted. He was quoted uh, in an interview saying that was taken from the pages of real life. I once got dumped while I was naked, but she asked me to put clothes on during this real breakup. Um, and I, I did. Uh, I actually put clothes on as opposed to in the movie where I said no. Um, I did go put clothes on. She, so she waited for me while I went back into the room and dressed. The whole time I'm thinking, this is really, really funny. I'm going to use this in a movie someday. No way. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, another part of the movie that was taken from Siegel's real life is the Dracula, uh, the Dracula musical. He wrote it as a way to kickstart his acting career, and they incorporated it into the film to create an original ending. Wow. No way. So that's like well, that's spectacular. He, he's like really a musician, you know what I mean? Like he has a Muppets, was, man. Like, yeah. yeah, he had a good voice and he was playing the piano and everything. Um, but just like an absurd thing to try to kickstart your career. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> way out in left field. Yeah. <laughs> um, Russell Brand got the role for Aldous Snow without even auditioning. Uh, <laughs> he showed up to the audition in his us- usual ridiculous attire and just got the part. <laughs> I don't know how you don't give that guy a job. Yeah, like that guy's just, just absolutely electric. He must have just nailed it, like without even saying anything. Yeah. Um, and then this is the last one I got, which is actually really funny as well. So Siegel didn't tell his mother about the nude scene, which is full frontal, as you guys know who've seen the movie a bunch of times. Um, to spare the rest of the family this uh, the same aftershock, the mother sent out a mass email to the family members with a cautionary warning that read, and I quote, I would like to inform you all that Jason has chosen to do fr- full frontal nudity. However, <laughs> it is not it is not gratuitous and essential to the plot. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. It's so random. I feel like you want to show off his hog to millions of people. Yeah. That's all it was. So, definitely do without that part, yeah. yeah. So I actually, I remember either seeing an interview with someone or reading an interview with someone where they were saying that during that scene where he was doing the full frontal, he actually like had to go in the back room and like kind of pump himself up a little bit 
if you guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> to like, so he, so he didn't feel like, you know, like not confident going into the scene. So he actually, so he went back and he was like kind of borderline jerking himself off. And then he hopped back into the scene and he was like, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> and, then, and then he did the, the full frontal. I can't remember where I read that, but I, I specifically remember hearing about that story. Um, just ridiculous. Uh, what the lengths he was willing to go to for this movie. No pun intended. Oh, <laughs> hey, oh. there he is. Um, so that's that's all I got for random facts. Uh, this next category or little like subsection that I had to talk about was basically like what character's interaction do you look forward to the most on a rewatch? Considering we've all seen this movie so many times, and I'm assuming most people, if they've seen it once, it is so rewatchable that you've seen it a couple of times. Um, I have the list here on the notes. I don't know if you guys have that in front of you, if you saw it. Uh, Nick, is there like a certain couple yeah. characters interacting that you know for sure that you would just absolutely love seeing every time? I think Siegel we have the same one. Siegel and Bill Hader? Is that it? Yeah, it's the same yeah. one. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I think that every single scene that Bill Hader is in is he just is so funny, dude. pure gold. He's unbelievable. Because he couldn't be more opposite from what uh, what Siegel is at that point. He's like this married guy. He's got like Liz, who's who's like the ultimate. I don't know. She's it's like your ultimate like housewife. She's, she's they're the cheesiest couple of all time. Yeah, like shirts. can we be in the same team? Shirts. Yeah, <laughs> aren't your t-shirts like she's she's just so cheesy. It's uh, and Bill Hader's hilarious too in the scene where they're they're at the club and he's like the most straight edge dude ever and he feels so uncomfortable being there and he shows it so well too. Why did you bring me here? Yeah, he's just, he's just kind of like like tensely standing like upright yeah. in the chair, and he just he's he plays the part so well, and that's what I like. Bill Hader is one of my favorite comedians too. I think he's he's perfect in the role, and obviously Siegel and him are, are great together too. He's great to to anyone who who knows the scene or the character that we're talking about that's listening and hasn't seen Barry, uh, the HBO show. Uh, strongly, strongly recommend. It's a Bill. H- I'm pretty sure it's Bill Hader's baby. He's directed a couple episodes. He helps write most of it. And he stars in it. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's one of the funniest shows going right now. He works um, on a show called Crime Scene. Crime Scene. <laughs> Crime Scene. <laughs> I, it's his voice. It's the way, it's his delivery. It's everything. Yeah. He's, he's hilarious. Um, I, you know, what's funny about Brian too, is that he's only in like four or five scenes. Like very, four, yeah, right. very, very short scenes. So I, I had this written Pretty down. Sweet. I had the club scene. I had Brian entering Peter's house. Yes, um, where they where they argue about whose girlfriend is better. <laughs> no, wait, remember, remember the unrated version when he's like waiting outside with the landlord. He's like knocking on the doors, like we're gonna have the the fire department come and get you. And he looks back at the guys, like gives him a thumbs up. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even remember that, Mike. Do you remember that in the un, the uh, unrated version or whatever? Yeah, that's we are worried about you. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I, I have the uh, so Brian entering the house, the club scene um the two facetimes and then he's in the dracula musical at the end and he's screaming and yep, to yep. me yeah. he stole he stole the show yeah dude when he is screaming at the end it's one of the funniest and liz is like yes <laughs> so happy i love liz dude she's awesome yeah liz brings liz is like another element to, to brian's character that's actually really funny she yeah. kind of killed that role just being the so so innocent you know like no so, no no <laughs> um yeah so sorry yeah yeah no no yeah, that's that's fine uh brian and uh and peter is is a good one uh brad did you have a certain interaction with a couple characters that you like find yourself most excited to revisit every time 
the, the scene where Peter's taking the coral out of Aldous's leg and he's kind of like <laughs> fucking with him a little bit. <laughs> oh, it really hurts me. Oh, oh, does it? And he like shakes it down a little. A little tiny smirk. Yeah, little tiny yeah. smirk. He's like happy he's giving him a little pain. Um, I find that scene hilarious, but I also find Peter and Jonah Hill's character when they're at the luau hilarious. He goes to take his plate after he just sat down. He's like, I'm actually just sitting down. Oh, I'll go fuck myself then. <laughs> and then after they're standing next to each other when Aldous Snow gets on the stage and he's like, oh, I just went from six to midnight and Peter's like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jonah Hill and Peter interacting like Jonah Hill is such a dick to him the whole time. Oh, when, so when he sits him first down, the first, time, the, the first time he meets him, yeah, and he sits him down oh, at the restaurant. He's like, you, uh, you, you waiting for your wife, your, your girlfriend? Oh, you alone? Like, oh, it's, that sucks. That's outrageous. It's like, dude. But that's that's like Jonah Hill definitely wrote that part. Yeah. Yeah, that must have been like improv or something, you know, like yeah. Jonah, just be like kind of addicted to this guy or act like a magazine or yeah. I'd just I be so he's depressed. depressed. <laughs> he's just he's like vocalizing all the emotions Peter's going through, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um I saw some hilarious outtakes of uh, of that scene too, where he's taking the stuff off and he says, Yeah, I'll just go fuck myself. Um, there, <laughs> there are some hilarious outtakes on YouTube about that. Yeah. Um Mike, did you have a, a certain character interaction, uh, a back and forth that you look forward to revisiting every time? I mean, probably Aldous and Jonah Hill's character. That's just, it's, just that's gold. Every single time they interact time. is gold. Every time it's electric. Um, There's um, not a whole lot to say that if you haven't seen it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, gives him his demo. I just I love the every single Makes time. Makes him his cocktail. The coconut yeah. cake. He gets so excited. I, that's one of the funniest scenes to me is when they're at the uh, the table, uh, all four having dinner. Uh, Mila Kunis, uh, Jason Siegel, and um, Kristen Bell and uh, Russell Brand. And he asks him if he wants like wine or anything, and he goes, you know, like I'll just take like a, a non-alcoholic cocktail or whatever. And he says, I don't care. He's like, just make me something, Russell Brand. And then Jonah Hill's face with this, this little fist pump, like, okay, that's not <laughs> far away. <laughs> Yeah, he spills he spills some stuff on him. He he rushes over to go clean it. He gives like Mike said, he gives him the uh the mixtape and to like, listen to. You can you can picture the Jonah Hill like, like the, go ahead, you're gonna have to wait like two minutes. I'm sorry, like two minutes there. It's all right. And he's like, I'm yeah. so sorry. It's like, all right, don't cry. And like the don't see it from me. far away. Right. The see it from far away scene. You can like picture Jonah Hill like creeping in like the server station, just staring at him. And he's just like when he sees that he spills, he's just getting all geared up. He's just getting ready to get his towel going and, and getting <laughs> running over there to help him yeah. out how's, the what's actually, that how's the vegetable medley it's oh like, yeah it's mundane, it's mundane. It's, yeah it's great i know it's mundane um every yeah every interaction they have is is just hilarious um i would i have to go with peter and brian but the next one i had was actually peter and aldis because they had a couple of great ones um like uh, when they're out in the water, yeah, and they're yeah. and they're surfing together, and you know he's like, "Fuck, you're cool." He's like you know, it's so hard for me to say because I hate you in so many ways, but <laughs> you know, it's kind of like a gothic Neil Diamond. That's yeah, exactly what I'm going for. Yeah, like Peter, like he actually really understands Peter's music, which uh, obviously Sarah Marshall didn't. Like she never understood it, you know. So it's just really funny that they can have that connection. 
And then the fact that Aldous is just so nonchalant about having sex with his girlfriend, you know, a year before they broke up. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you knew. And he's like genuinely sorry about it, but that's just the way he lives. You know, like that part is that he thanks Sarah for having sex with him after sounds like Aldous shared a lot of needles. And then then, uh, one of my favorite parts is, uh, is, um, the, him saying goodbye to him after Aldis and Sarah get into the fight. Uh, and they're, you know, he, he's explaining to her, what, what did he, he referred Goebbels. to her as like, not Hitler, Hitler. but Goebbels. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like, it's like taking a holiday with maybe not Hitler, but at least Goebbels. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's actually funny that you mentioned that because I didn't think about this. They're like cordial in every single scene, like every one of them. And because they can hate each other. Aldous is genuinely like a good guy. He definitely doesn't care about Peter. Like he doesn't see it as a threat because he doesn't really value relationships the same way that they do. Right. Like, I mean, uh, like, like in lo- like loving relationships like that. Right. But you know, like even after they break up, and he's sitting there talking to uh to Peter about it, he's like, "Oh, maybe you can get Rachel and Sarah." Like, they, you know, yeah. they get, <laughs> I think that's the first thing he's thinking well about. Yeah. Like, Dude, nobody who just broke up with their girlfriend would be wanting that. Like, he's just such a, he's such a different person. Yeah. Um, I like how he says, like, you deserve a medal or uh, at least a cuddle. At least a cuddle. <laughs> somebody. Um, and then he's, he's leaving. He's like, listen, don't let him grind you down, mate. And then he, like, he looks at the driver. He's like, hey, it's my driver. I'm going to have sex with her. So, <laughs> he's such a like unbelievable character he's hitting on the uh, newlywed wife right next yeah. to him <laughs> yeah he winks at her with him. <laughs> unbelievable um is there there's definitely a couple other i had on i mean i have like peter and sarah which are more you know that's where like the base of the story is it's not a lot of comedy there there's some comedy obviously like the naked breakup and everything um i'm surprised nobody mentioned kunu peter yeah. and kunu you know you can I see that now interactions are yeah they're, they're like solo they're empty solo too. performances yeah i like zach i like yours on here is like peter peter in the bar and peter in the wait staff like just peter in the hotel staff is pretty cool so oh, he makes friends with somebody yeah. somebody of the hospitality workers there. he makes friends with them to the point where he's hugging them and crying as he leaves yeah i think you that's really I mean? cool <laughs> yeah. and all the the wait staff take his side over rachel's yeah you know like they're looking at rachel with this look of disdain and then you know like he's hugging them and <laughs> they like, yeah. love him <laughs> Um, because he was there for like what maybe six nights. What's that? When a big bald guy comes in the room, Dakota's <laughs> planning people in the room. He's got all the tissues next to him. <laughs> oh, it's so Dakota fanning and her people need this room. Um, yeah, the, the bar and the wait staff, and then I also threw Daryl in there. So, like when Peter's at the bar talking about his uh, I think he was talking about his night out with Rachel, or maybe you know, yeah, his first night out with Rachel. And then you, you got Daryl, the redheaded guy who just got married, talking about how he just can't figure out how to have sex with his wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just absolutely absurd. And then you got you got Aldous Snow teaching him later on the chessboards. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. I think that character, Daryl, is like, is just so funny. He's just he's so frustrated with himself. You can tell he's just such a nice, like innocent, genuine guy. You know, it's such a good, weird little creep in a bunch of movies, too. Like, in- Rock, I mean, I say that's 30 Rock's guy, and he's also a new girl, too. Married, right? yeah, he's got like Brad, a really small part in New Girl, which is hilarious. Brad, what was the movie you mentioned? Is he in another Friday movie? Nights, he's part of the pit crew. Yeah. Oh my god, that's right. 
Yeah. They're trying to they're trying to like play a prank on him. Like I forget his character's name in the movie, but they're like, oh yeah, he's dead, but he's peeking around. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just with that creepy smile. It's so good. I forgot about oh that. Oh my god. Yeah, that guy's good, man. And even the scenes with him and his wife, Daryl and his wife, when they find when they finally figure out that out how to have sex. He's like, yeah. what is this? Feel- between your thighs. <laughs> yeah. It's unbelievable. I was in tears. And the funniest part is that scene ends with him like behind her and he's feeding and her strawberries. the strawberries. <laughs> she's just like in head, like she's so happy and laughing at the same time. <laughs> it was so good. Off to find the magical clitoris. Yeah. <laughs> just an incredible quote. Yeah. Oh my god. Um yeah, so I had a little side note here uh at the bottom of this saying, um, get him to the Greek uh, paired Jonah Hill and Russell Brand together. So obviously the writers like liked them like that character mashup a lot, which it was one of the funniest ones in the show. Um, but yeah, if I had to pick, it'd be, it'd be Peter O'Brien just because Bill Hader to me, just every scene he's in, I was like laugh out loud, funny. I thought it was a laugh out loud, funny. Um, so the legend of category uh, either, you know, we try to explain this the best we can every time is like, what this movie does create a legend uh, on film or build on something that is already kind of legendary. Um, I put Turtle Bay and Rough Breakups on here. I don't know how you guys feel about that. Um, yeah. Turtle Bay, I mean, Nick, you can you can speak on the, the magic of Turtle Bay, at least uh, to, to some extent. Hypothetically, yeah. So my <laughs> wife and I were supposed to go to Turtle Bay for our honeymoon, uh, funny enough, and then we had to cancel because of COVID, so... But I mean, we, I we mean, literally booked that same room that they were staying at, not the Kapua suite, but the one that Russell Brand and uh, and Sarah Marshall were staying at. That's I was like, oh hell yeah, that's that's incredible, suite, which would have been unbelievable. So, but you did that because of, you did that based off the movie. I did. She didn't know until later, but she was fine with it. She was cool with it. I mean, it's not like it's a bad. Yeah, it's not no, gonna be. Yeah, yeah. She, no, she loved it. Yeah, she was all about it. But you definitely did that, and that is that's like kind of you to a T. Which is yeah. hilarious because Nick, like the first time we went to New York, like the first couple spots you want of all of New York, you have all of New York to go and visit, you yep. know, like the magic of New York. And the first, the only spots that me and Nick spent all fucking day trying to find was the spot in Central Park where Dave Matthews played the famous concert and the coffee Long. shop where Seinfeld was based. Yep. <laughs> and then I, I, then I later went to see the John Wick Continental Hotel. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's just like, unbelievable yep um so I, I like turtle bay i really think this is like one of the best breakup movies of all time if not the best i guess i'd have to see a list in front of me what's another one yeah I, i'm trying to uh i'm like really trying to i know there's what's that wedding wedding Breaker singer with um oh god uh vince vaughn and oh couple, uh, yeah yeah that's a good literally one. called the breakup yeah yeah it's called the breakup i guess i should have put like like romantic like uh what do you call it dramedies or romantic romantic comedies or Failure yeah, to launch. Just... that's another one that one's pretty good do you count wedding singer yeah he did get broken up with yeah. at the beginning yeah he was dealing with a tough breakup for I sure guess happy gilmore would be in there too then yeah you're right man a lot of adam sandler's movies yeah Shit, mr uh big daddy big daddy, big daddy. <laughs> yeah. big daddy. wow what a reoccurring theme i'm just realizing um yeah i, I just thought like I mean, I guess even knowing that list, I still think this is 
like one of the best like rough breakup movies because it's of the way the funniest out of any of them. It it has to be oh, yeah. definitely the funniest to me, and that's not a knock on Sandler movies because I love all of them. Um, but there most of the most of the central themes in those aren't the actual breakup. Like this is about the breakup and how he's recovering. Yeah, it's that's really really called forgetting Sarah Marshall too. Yeah. Right. I mean that's that's a good point, Brad, and to you too, Nick, about mm-hmm. the fucking title of the movie. Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. But I just thought it was so it's such a different take on it because you don't see, like I said earlier, the guy being this vulnerable. You don't see the guy getting like beat up like this all the time or it's 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 incredibly funny and it's like dramatic, but it's real. You know, like like what what Peter is feeling is like stuff that a lot of guys have to like deal with. And it's just the way he wrote it was just so funny and and realistic, I guess. Well, kind of come back to come back to Turtle Bay. They placing this movie in Turtle Bay, like the epicenter of honeymoons and marriage and stuff to put him there going through a terrible breakup. Like they could have put him in any other like New Orleans and he could have fallen in love with the bellhop there, whatever. But since he's at the, you know, the Mecca of marriage and honeymoons, it's that much funnier. (laughs) Because he's dealing with it every single, like in every (laughs) scene, there's something that reminds him. You're right, especially wedding in Hawaii, one. real original. That's yeah. a, that's a great point. Well, he evolves in that too, right? And that he goes that... from like the wedding in Hawaii, real original, and then when he's happy, he's like sitting at the random wedding, just like clapping, yeah, just, like, pumped exactly. up for like the random couple, yeah, exactly. You know, like, that's that's uh, his interaction with the hotel is like how he, you know, it's his vehicle for the relationship, like getting over it. Right. Back. That's that's progress like right on screen that you're seeing that's uh that's that's a great point to bring up that's that's actually that's perfect um so yeah that's that's what i had for that i mean i know we've we've gone over a couple um already but if you guys have a uh, a favorite scene i don't know if if you want to start mike with your uh if you have a favorite scene from this movie what would you pick favorite scene I mean, the long dinner with the four of them mm. is it's either that or when we get introduced with Takuno, who I, as we now know, name my dog after because <laughs> that's just an awesome, awesome interaction between those two. And it's uh, definitely doesn't need to be there, but it's hilarious. Yeah, just him his character in general doesn't need to be there, but he's hilarious. I actually never thought about that. that's a great point. Like he really didn't serve a purpose in the movie. Who knew? He was completely relevant. Yeah. Yeah, he just, yeah. He's in a couple of like funny scenes and like that's that. <laughs> yeah. Except for the uh, Bill he, Hader. He was the, similar. He was the one that called the front desk. <laughs> Dude, so wait, really quickly. So I, I had the movie on with subtitles probably for the first time. And when he carries Russell Brand out. Does he say, should I call the front desk, which I saw in the subtitles, or is, does he go, is that the lady at the front desk? Wait. Uh, Couldn't tell you. Wait, Kunu or Jason Siegel? Does Kunu say, like, is that the lady at the front desk, or, or does he say, should I call the front desk, as he's running up to him? Oh, I can't remember. If he says I, that, I, I mean, I, and the subtitles, it says, is that, should I call the front desk? If you said it, if that's the lady, is that the lady at the front desk, it's way funnier. No, I'm th- I'm pretty sure it's should I call like the front. referring to Aldis as the lady at the front desk. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, they, like they were together and like she he has long black hair. That's way funnier. 
Yeah, that would be hilarious. <laughs> sure that would be hilarious. But the I'm lady at the front sure. desk. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, I think he says, "Should I call the front desk?" But I don't know. I'd have to. I'd have to go back and see specifically. Um, Brad, do you have a favorite scene? I love when he's talking to the big bald guy on the beach before they oh. get the pig. Which is another like that guy's character didn't mean anything to the movie. He was just there, you know, like kind of like Kunu. But yeah. like, when he's like, "Yeah, well, you look like a giant baby." That is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> the guy could just bury him, you know. And then they get to the fight on the beach, and he just smacks the one guy away. <laughs> it, I don't know. I really like that scene. And like when he calls him, when he calls him a giant baby too, he goes, "Laughing at it." Well, he Come apologizes. On, <laughs> he immediately apologizes after he calls him that. Yeah, yeah I think that guy. I think that guy is so funny. I think I think he's such a nice guy. He's literally he literally just pulls a beer out of the back of his pocket, and gives it to Peter. Yeah, and he's like, "I know you had a hard time. Like everybody knows about Sarah Marshall." And That's what the Sopranos quote is. Yes, which is my favorite quote, by the way. Um, that I end up quoting all the time. It's the uh, it's like the Sopranos. It's over. Find a new show. <laughs> That's a perfect way to to oh, summarize yeah. his relationship with Sarah. It was great, man. It was great, but it's over. You got to move on and find a new show. I love that. And then on top of that, he invites him to kill the the boar. The, <laughs> yeah. the pig roast. I'm sorry. <laughs> As he's stabbing him repeatedly. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, the chemo, chemo's great. Chemo. Whipped cream or berries. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're the whipped cream or berries guy. I love that part, dude. That subtle part where he calls him the whipped cream or berries guy. Yeah. That's so funny. That's when he pulls out the beer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, berries. Yeah, Nick, do you have a uh, a favorite scene? Yeah, Brian at the club. Brian and Peter at the club is so funny. I think it's like to just he's just so out of his mind, drunk, and he's just like, "Hey, you want to come home?" Yeah. And then he just has that slow death stare to the other like girl next to her, <laughs> and he's just like, "What about you? You want to come home?" <laughs> and Paige actually just told me fun fact here, random fact. So that girl that he sleeps with first is the wife of um, God. Who's the bald guy from uh, the league? They make fun of all the time. That guy? I don't know. Yeah, that's her. That's his wife. Yes. Oh my God, that's hilarious. and they have a podcast together. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Crazy. That, that, a- scene, that scene is unbel- that scene's hilarious. Um, yeah, I just love, I love when he's going off like that. And Bill Hader's just like, okay, let's pump the brakes here. <laughs> Bill Hader just like is so out of place there. It's, it's oh, okay. around. he's so confused. Like, why'd you bring me here? This place smells like strippers perfume. <laughs> we don't go to these places. Yeah. Liz and I, we don't go here. And then, and then, and then when he, you're like a step stranger. <laughs> you're not my, yeah, you're not my stepbrother anymore. What does he say when it's like, what does the girl next to him say? Is it scene of the crime or, or New York? Or, and he goes, he like goes up next to her, like he's going to whisper. And he goes, scene of the crime. And just like yeah. yells, in her head, <laughs> yells in her ear. It's perfect. Yeah, that is. That's, that's, that's a great one. Um, I have to choose a, a Brian and, and Peter one. So I think I have to go with the, uh, with when he comes to, uh, when Brian comes to Peter's house to, you know, basically yell at him. And uh, tell him oh, to take God. a vacation and, and delete his pictures. Go to yeah, that's so good. <laughs> You're not even doing a proper delete. Yeah, that's I love that little cut because he's you know he, he deletes it for him and then he's screaming and then halfway through the scene it just cuts 
you know, <laughs> just like no, and then it just cuts and moves on. Brian's like this, just yep. <laughs> even before that, I think one of the one of the hardest I laughed in the whole movie was when you know Peter says like you can't compare the two. Sarah is better than Liz. <laughs> Bill Hader's just oh, stands so good. You really want to have this conversation right now? <laughs> and he just goes off. That on is it. the mother of my unborn child. <laughs> not even blood. I have no qualms with ending you. <laughs> I will equalize you. <laughs> Who says that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was perfect. So I think I have to go with that scene. Um, that's also the scene with the uh, where <laughs> he's like, everything, everything I look at reminds me of her. He's like, you know, my cereal used to go bad, and then she bought me this. And he brings out this like Tupperware container. He's like, now I have the freshest cereal. <laughs> Brian, now what I have the freshest cereal. What yeah. about when Brian's like, we think the world of Sarah, <laughs> but every time she comes, she acts like a, a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he just says it like the nicest way possible. He's the nicest so guy mean. in the world, you can tell, but he's also like, you know, he's just going to be honest with him. So that's the nicest way he can call Sarah a bitch. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I gotta, I gotta go with that scene. Um, are there any scenes that like you, that we didn't get to talk about that you guys want to? Because I know we went through quite a few of them. Um, what do you want me to do? The the notes. You can you can do that now unless someone had a scene that they wanted to go over. Okay. I can't think of any. <clears throat> we we kind of talked about the group dinner. Um, I think that's uh, Mike. Yeah. And that was your funniest scene, right? That's my favorite scene. Yeah. That's your favorite scene. Yeah. I mean, uh, the, the whole, scene when uh, Sarah Marshall uh, cell phone movie thing um, was just like hilarious. Well, like when I learned that that actually like they didn't know also yeah. prior to that is just hilarious to me. Um, when uh, when Brian and Peter are on the phone. And Brian's asking him if he's uh, following her, and he's like, "Why are you whispering? Why go back to your room, Peter? Go back to your room, Peter." Dude, Did you and, like that? Did you like what you saw? Yeah, yeah. And Russell Brand is like saying that the Gallagher twins in Oasis had it off with his girlfriend in front of him. Yeah. It's like, whoa, <laughs> Jesus, unbelievable. Um, Nick, if you wanna, if you wanna do the Nick's dumb notes, yeah. So this is a section that. Uh, you know, I think you said you had a couple written down for this one. Um, yep. Nick, Nick is usually drinking during uh, during the rewatch of a lot of these movies, and he just has a couple funny things that he either texts me or writes down. Yeah. There. So what do you what do you got about this one? Um, Peter's one. Peter's cereal bowl. Oh my god, it's so funny! It's literally like a mixing bowl. It's yeah. gigantic. It's like it's like a box and a half of cereal in there. Yep. Yeah, that can't be one box. Like a gallon. You love cereal, and then like. When he's uh, after the breakup, he's drinking like this bottle of Chianti. It's like this, like this wide bottle, like straight from like that classic bottle of Chianti. Watching what Project Runway or something like that. Hilarious. <laughs> um. So and then Jonah Hill's first scene, I think, is just incredible when he's like making fun. We talked about it. he's making fun of uh, uh, Peter. Peter. Yeah, that was funny. And then drunk Peter playing the old Muppet song. Or the Muppets song on the piano. Oh, yeah, that's right. Which is funny because he ends up he starring the Muppets. in the Muppets movie. Yeah, I think that was that was like his dream, right? He wanted to like make a Muppets movie, and he did yeah, it. I think I, I think I uh, uh, read something like that. That makes sense. Yep. And then uh, Kalani Rob, so the guy who uh, gives the two nips at breakfast. Oh yeah. And, oh, yeah. The, and the the best friend of um, uh, God, Rachel. 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 Yeah, Rachel's boyfriend. Yeah. He's a professional surfer. He's actually Kelly Slater's like one of his best friends, which is really cool. 
Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So uh, that guy's actually hilarious. Not random facts, dude. Yeah. Um, and then I actually had like it's it's impressive that Siegel can actually do a handstand in that yoga scene, which is I mean I I admittedly try to do it, and I can't do it anything close to that. So I'm doing a and handstand, that, motherfucker. Yeah. And then <laughs> lastly, but not least, this is like one of the most random things ever. It's just when Peter's doing the the Dracula musical um, skit at the bar at Lazy Joe's, they cut to this guy who's like loving it. Oh, and he looks that. exactly like an Asian Jack Nicholson. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. He's got the, the sunglasses on. He's got the shape of the head, the haircut. He's got the laugh down. I don't know if that was intentional or not, but it was so perfect. And he says it. He's, they cut to him laughing right after he says, I'll decapitate your head. <laughs> he's just loving it. And his wife is like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so, Nick, I can't remember if we were together when this happened or if you texted me or something. But I think one of us texted each other and was like, dude, Asian Jack Nicholson, question mark. And the like, we, I knew exactly what you were talking about. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. I know the exact guy that you're talking about. That's so funny. I think he it must have been a text. Because that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. Um, he really does. He looks exactly like him. It was crazy. Um, is, that, is that all you got? That's all I got. Yeah. Um, do you guys have a favorite quote? I mean... Mm-hmm. Okay, it's, it's so quotable, it's kind of tough to think of, but do, yeah, Brad, do you have a favorite one? Okay, Monster Man, him and Kuno. I mean, that one's it's so good. Oh, you do, you say that all the time. Yeah, that makes sense. I love that one. Uh, Mike, do you have a favorite quote off the top of your head, or is it just like take me eyes, not me shirt? Yeah, when he gets yeah. the water spilled on him, yeah. or the juice spilled on him, was a good one. Not the shirt, not the take shirt. My eyes, but not the shirt. And then, similarly, with the shirt. He uh, says something. He's like, "I wish I wasn't doing it, like wearing this stupid shirt." Oh Jeez, yeah, like, doing it. Anyways, something. Why don't you it up? <laughs> Why don't you button it up? Okay, never mind. I'm buttoning it. In <laughs> <laughs> that same scene, when Aldis is coming up to the the front desk, and he's like, "I miss. I've lost a shoe. It's like oh yeah, this one, but opposite. I mean, not like it's evil twin, just like <laughs> the other side." That's sorry that's that's our introduction to all this too that's the first scene yeah. you see of it yeah which is just it's perfect it's hilarious uh nick do you have a favorite quote yeah so i got the uh when life gives you lemons just say fuck the lemons and bail i think that's, that's so perfect great. yeah I, I i think it's iconic it really is he follows that up with hey if you get your leg bitten by a shark you get to just give up surfing yeah probably <laughs> yeah i think oh. i had that as like my facebook like profile quote for the longest time <laughs> Like when life gives you lemon, just say fuck the lemons and bail. And the, the funniest part about that too is after that whole exchange, he just goes, Come on, let's just go in. Tacos on me. Tacos like, on he me. Literally just gives up. He ends like, up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, fuck it, bail. Um, I, I have to go with the Sopranos one. It's like the Sopranos, it's over, find a new show. But I think I find myself dying laughing every time they're in that club scene. And Peter goes, uh <laughs> or the exchanges you don't need to put your p in a b right now he goes no i need to beat my l all over somebody's t's i love that one um and what what does uh bill Hader say in the uncut version is like you need to pee your your got it mike help me out here pee your b (laughs) in some v to make a b a b y or something like that oh yeah 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 or b your yeah b your l and a a v to make a b a b y make you a more more human again (laughs) oh 
Um, I get I, I, the one that probably me, Brad, and, and Alex, our friend from work, quote all the time. I got Almond Brothers tickets. I gotta get out of here, <laughs> dude. I was gonna save that for uh, fuck that guy. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about him. Hold on though. Yeah, he's he's on he's on my list. Um, I actually want to talk about this really quick though. Uh, is Sarah Marshall's TV shows within the movie are just out of this world funny. Oh. Like the few commercials they have for the two shows that she does with uh Billy Baldwin. Billy Baldwin, yeah. And the one at the end with Animal Instincts with Jason Bateman are just like laugh out loud funny every yep. time you watch them. Because it's so true. That is like exactly what the classic network television TV shows are. It's a complete ripoff of uh, CSI Miami with Horatio Kane, Billy yeah. Baldwin. Yeah, exactly. Legendary show and character, by the way. I love I that think, show. I think she's going to have trouble winning the pageant without, without a face. face. <laughs> <laughs> it just cuts. And then what's, what's, uh, what's um, Bateman's line at the end? Oh. He has a great one at the end, too. I'm drawing a blank on it right now, though. Billy Baldwin was so good. They're just so good in it. He was. Um, I just had to make a little comment about how funny those uh, the little cutaways to the TV shows are. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think I have anything. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, the last quote I had written on here was, yeah, I was going to listen to that, but then I just carried on living my life. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> uh, do you guys have a favorite character? If you had to choose, I'll let uh, Mike, you go first. I think it should be pretty obvious here, but my favorite character is Kunu. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's just living the life. Yep. As he says, you know, I threw my watch away when I moved out here. Because, like, my phone and has all that stuff now. So, you know, the clock on it. I, I don't need the watch. <laughs> Kunu, uh, Kunu is definitely living a phenomenal life, just living on the beach every day, surf instructor, not really doing anything, smoking a ton of weed, enjoying himself. Um, you got some pain behind those eyes. The only thing I can serve that. He also weed. You got any? You got any? No. He also probably drinks no. at that cool bar every day too, the hotel bar. Oh yeah. Which you a good time. Like, I mean, he's obviously single. Like I don't know how much game he has, but if you're just like a single surf instructor, you could probably clean up at a place like that. <laughs> <laughs> like every single night. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Brad, do you have a, a favorite character? I don't know. I mean, aside from the, aside from like Peter, the main characters, I, I love Kimu, man. He is <laughs> so hilarious. Kimo is funny, man. Kimo is just like such a, every time you see his face, you just got to smile. Yeah. Lovable guy. Just <laughs> yeah. a big, lovable guy. A gigantic, lovable guy. A gigantic baby. Gigantic baby. <laughs> uh, Nick, who do you got? Dude, I'm, I'm actually going like right up to the wire now. Like, I, I want to go Bill Hader so bad, but I got to go Jonah Hill just because of every scene he in is probably the they're the funniest scenes in the movie. Hot take, and I love it, dude. The I love feel from Nick. Yeah, like the the he's first the first shit. scene where you usually don't like the assholes. Dude, his what? <laughs> he's he's such an asshole. As your favorite character, I would have never assumed that Jonah Hill is dude. His this is Jonah Hill playing Jonah Hill. <laughs> He's when he's ripping on Peter in the beginning, and then he's 
just every every single subtle quote is so perfect. And and I but think the very about- very first scene you see him in too is the phone call with the guy trying to buy weed from him. Yep. <laughs> I would love to sell you some weed right now, but I can't. And you know that because I'm at work. Because and then what? What Brad, what Brad was talking about earlier, like I'll go fuck myself. And then the sixth at midnight. And then when he brings the coconut cake to the their um, villa or whatever. <laughs> definitely is, from the hotel, not for me. It's definitely it's from the hotel. Like he's he's start to finish. It's so perfect. I have to go with it. I was gonna go. I was honestly like I had Brian written down before this podcast, but I like as we were talking about, I had to go Jonah Hill because I think his he's it's every single thing he says is so funny. He's got no wasted moment. I have a. Uh... That's yeah. I mean, you get, you're not wrong. Every, every single scene he's in is hilarious. Uh, I have Brian written down as number one, like far and away. He's my favorite. I think everything he says is hilarious. I have a, an obsession with Bill Hader. I think that everything he's in is gold. Me too. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Uh, I have Aldis and chemo written after that. So Brad, I agree with you there. I think Aldis is just like that, that whole, ca- I mean, he deserved the spinoff. You know, like this movie got him that spinoff and he 100% deserved it. And the spinoff was well worth watching. Like it was a hilarious movie, as we talked about earlier. And then Chemo, as Brad said, just a big baby, lovable guy. Every time he's on screen, I'm smiling. Um, I want an honorable mention to, uh, uh, was it, was it Dewey Mike, the bartender? Yeah, Dewey, the bartender. Yeah. Uh, I want an honorable mention for him just because he's, he's my MVP. He's hilarious for one. He's your MVP. So, he's my MVP. Yeah. So he's he's at the end yelling at Rachel. Yeah. Like, you know how hard that is. Yeah. yeah. It's a gun. I mean, yeah. Better. He refused a blowjob mid blowjob. <laughs> um, he's the whole reason that they end up together in the end. He's the MVP. You're yeah. right. That's a good call. Um, I just I love personally that scene where he uh, <laughs> he's so disappointed that no one's going snorkeling with him. <laughs> it's sea turtle fucking season they go for like yeah. three hours it's beautiful it's magical and then he turns magical. around and he's like it's like a cut scene like right before it cuts away and he's just like well no one wants to go snorkeling with me <laughs> he's <just> like, <laughs> so it's hilarious um if you were to grab a drink with one character in this movie uh grab a beer with them who would it be and why nick take it away the pediatrician. <laughs> Did you think was that what it was? No, 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 that wasn't. That it. guy is so fucking funny. I was like, I was thinking about this the whole time I was watching yesterday, last night. Peter, um, you're sitting on a fire truck. He's just, he's so funny. <laughs> he's so funny and so raw. Like the whole time is like the great dick. Gonna, yeah, it's a great looking dick. Great looking dick, Peter. It's so funny too because when he pulls it out. He has to like he has to shut the door to the exam room before. It's so funny. He's like little kids running around. Running around. He's like keep fucking, keep fucking. You want a lolly? Your girlfriend. (laughs) Are you hurting? Dude, that guy's that guy's probably hilarious. Yeah. Oh, but just I I love it when he when he pulls it out for him to check and he just gives this quick look and then he looks up like kind of disgusted. He's just like, it's a great looking dick. (laughs) Looking away. So funny. That's a great call, dude. I, that's not who I thought. Uh, I mean, that guy's not hilarious. Oh, he's great. Yeah. He's awesome. You want a lolly? <laughs> you want a lolly? <laughs> lolly? Uh, Brad, if you were to grab a drink with one character in this movie, and uh, who would it be and why? Well, this is kind of a 
it's kind of a two-part answer. So one, <laughs> Aldous Snow, not sober. Because <laughs> I was I was going to talk about that one too, but like he's yeah, you can't drink with him. You can't drink, but definitely the Asian Jack Nicholas. But I couldn't oh. go to that meeting <laughs> sober. Like I would have to go into that four beers deep <laughs> and then just order a shot right away and get into what's going on in that guy's head. Brad, you would love that out. choice. You would be best friends with that guy. That but guy that... is a psycho. <laughs> I freaking I love that why. choice. Yeah. <laughs> 100% you'd be best friends with him by the end of the night. Oh, God. Um, Mike, if you were to, to grab a drink with uh, with one character in this movie, who would it be and why? That's a tough one. I'd probably go with... I mean, can it, how can it not be Mila Kunis? Oh, Ooh. man. I mean, right. fair enough. I actually didn't even have her on my list, and that's really stupid of me for. for <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, call me straight, that, but yeah, that would be pretty awesome. <laughs> it's a good call. I'm a simple man. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I what think do you got? It, it's tough. It's really tough, but I think I I, I really think I want to get a drink with Kimo. <sighs> I, I think that he would just have me smiling the whole time. He's like one of the nicest guys, and everything he says is hilarious. I think he's lived on that island for probably most of his life, if not all of his life. Oh, yeah. And he's probably just like a really relaxed guy to go hang out with, you know? Well, you can grab a drink with him anytime and just be totally relaxed and probably get some good laughs out of it. To, to piggyback of any time there, he literally takes a beer out of his back pocket to give to Peter. Out of his back pocket. Yeah. Guy. Yeah. I mean, he's big. He could probably house. Can you imagine how many beers he could drink. Yeah. Yeah. How like, house is a thirty? Like Just go no up, boog- like okay. boogie boarding after. Like why not? Yeah, oh, that's, that's such a good board. scene. I'm glad you yeah. brought that up. <laughs> that's what I mean, man. Every time he's on screen, he's just so happy. Like, that guy's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had Dwayne the bartender as my second. I hate to say, but yeah. you know who's not? You know who's not a good one? Keep uh, Kunu. He's too much yeah, of an idiot. I put yeah. him up there. Yeah, just, that'd be a shitty time. But he's yeah. a stoner, man. Like he, yeah. you know, he hey, he, it's 420. Yeah. I think like he's he, a weed guy. He, Kuna would be a really good one to have in the setting that they did in the movie where there was like three other people around. Yep. So that the couple comments that he had would be hilarious, but like they're just so stupid that you can yep. all laugh at him together. But like you one on one with Kunu, there wouldn't be much there. You know, it'd be like the fucking conversation that Peter had out with him in the ocean. Just be like shaking right. your head all the time, you know? Right. Um, Who else is in there that would, would be... The bartender would be hilarious. He's, yeah, a, he's probably got some stories, too. He's probably got stories, but he's also like, gee, he's real. You know, I feel like he would be pretty raw and have no filter. And he's from South Central. South Central. South Central. So, so on the topic of uh, <laughs> on the topic of um, the drinking buddy category uh, here at Basement Cinema, uh, what are we drinking right now uh, during the pod to to keep the uh, the energy flowing? Uh, Nick, start us off. I have uh, the chosen. Oh, geez, the chosen one from Tilted Barn. It's a local brewery for Zach and I and and Mike uh, from North Kingston. And actually, Brad actually uh, has his Wally dog cart there too, which is awesome. Brian, Brian, we, we all have a connection to Tilted Barn, and they have a uh, a nice new brewery there. I went there for the first time. Um, the new spot, 
and it's incredible. So go check it out. Um, Brad, when do you have your cart there? Friday and Saturday this weekend. Yeah. <clears throat> and are you going to be there at all during like the summer continuously? Yeah. She hasn't put out the schedule yet, but we should be getting it soon. Usually I'm there once a week. Yeah. Friday or Saturday. So I worked a shift at, at uh, uh, Brad's uh, dog cart, Wally's dog cart. And it was, uh, it was really fun. The, the setting there is awesome. Um, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful new, they just built it, right? Built it yeah. Up. I yeah. think last November, right? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah it's awesome. Uh, and the beer is actually really good. I'm not even a beer guy. Um, and it's really good. So uh, definitely check that out. Um, I got, I'm pretty simple right now. Um, I was on the golf course today, so I'm just continuing with uh, some, some white claws here. I got a mango white claw going. Um, nothing too special there. Do you guys have any alcoholic beverages with you right now? Or are you just, uh, I saw Brad sipping water earlier. So yeah, I just got the uh, second COVID shot. And it really kicked my ass, so I'm sticking to water for right now. Usually, I'd be drinking a tilted barn, though. So the our favorite category, uh, the fuck that guy, Nick's baby of a category. Um, I know mine off the bat. So just like for anyone who's just listening or whatever, um, this is a category where you're just kind of watching a movie and it just kind of pops out where you go, fuck that guy. Like you really like you just hate him for sometimes unexplained reasons or you just hate him because of the way he looks or something he does, whatever uh, he or she. So who is your uh, Brad? If you if you already know, who do you got? Who's your fuck that guy? Owner of Lazy Joe's. What a prick. Oh, paper man. You throw a great doodle one. Paper. I didn't even think about that one. Paper. That You're throwing through paper. That's a great yeah. one. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Get out of Peter. Yeah. What a dick. You're throwing doodle paper. <laughs> that's that's a great one. Um, he I also think just has like a bunch of like topless chicks on his on his bathroom wall against yeah. their will, which is kind of messed up. Big move, yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy's a dick. Yeah, what an asshole. Uh, Mike, who do you got? So this one's a little out of left field too. I don't even know her name. Daryl's wife. <laughs> oh yeah, fuck her. Just fuck her, man. <laughs> Wait, who? That is not who I thought you were gonna pick. That's so random. Uh, uh, the redhead. The redhead. Oh, okay, yeah. Jack McBriar's character's wife. Yeah. All right. Just like, I don't know. Just fuck her. I don't know. <laughs> fair, fair enough, man. I love that. That is uh, that's out of left field. Um, Nick, who do you got? I got the Elman Brothers guy. I. <laughs> that's like unanimous for me. That's unanimous. Like, it's I, like I think the guy is like such a piece of shit. He's like. I gotta get out of here. I got Almond Brothers tickets. No, the, the, the band is so perfect that he's going to see. Paid for today's session, right? Yeah, he he like <laughs> runs out there. He has the pose where he's kind of like wide armed, and it's just such a perfect pose. The guy's got like a button down, halfway button down, with like the white t shirt. He just looks ridiculous, tucked in. It's just an, an like absurd look. It's perfect. I think the games uh, on like seventeen year old girls on like yeah yep on like the Hollywood Boulevard. Yep, for sure. One of the funniest parts about that guy is how after Peter is obviously pissed off in a shift or whatever, and he does the Seinfeld theme to the music, and he just like so, so seriously says like, "I thought we go with some of the usual stuff, <laughs> ominous, you know, like losing your penis is a bad thing." Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the moment where I was like, "All right, fuck this guy." <laughs> that guy's yeah, he's awful. Oh, you want? I can't believe that guy's some Parks and Rec. Yeah, he's also the sewage guy from Parks and Rec, which is just like he's the ultimate scumbag in that show. Everybody hates him. 
Um, yeah, he's he's definitely my pick, 100%. Um, did you guys have anything else to add about one of our favorite comedies of the last 20 years now that we're saying? This was like 2008, I think, that this came out? Yeah, 2008. 2008? Um, yeah, one, I, of, I, one of the funniest comedies that I've seen in a very long time. Uh, Nick, yeah. I think it's it I think it's like unfortunate that there hasn't been like the next group of comedians that have come out. Like we have we had obviously the nineties like SNL crew with the grown-ups crew, essentially, where it's like Spade, Sandler, Chris Brock, all them. Then there was Siegel, um, Seth Rogan, et cetera. And then there hasn't been that next crew yet, which kind of sucks. And I think that's just the climate we're in now a little bit. Um, where it's tough maybe to come not, out. maybe not yet, but they're still doing great movies. Who? I mean, Seth Rogen's still pumping him out. Like he's no, he's, I know. Okay, yeah, but like who's, that, that group, they're they're fine. They're still gonna like they still have a, a ways to to go with that. I feel like they're still gonna write a couple good ones. I feel like there should be the next one. I feel like it it it's weird. Like it should be like Samberg and his crew. Yeah, but they're kind of too off kilter a little bit. Like Samberg's in Hot Rod. Palm Springs is really good. Hot Rod. For that, even hot, that's old. Hot Rod was older, but that was right. Old. Yeah, it just hasn't taken off. That movie was absurd. And Bill Hader is in that. Hot Rod's great. It's a great movie. Yes, he is. So I think we're all kind of waiting for that next comedic group because we don't we don't have one right now, and it's not good. I mean, yeah, it's tough to find though. I'm sure, like, dude, there's always there's always talent out there. Someone will, some group of fucking idiot kids will will make it big. Yeah, you know. We'll see. I mean, but, there hasn't been a good like adult comedy in a while. That's not like been animated at least. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying I, to I pick like a one. Even even Palm Springs is a little kind of dark in some ways. Dark is Never. like dark. I feel like dark is just dark like, humor is different. Dark humor yeah. is is definitely different. But there there's a lot of like it's different now because a lot there's a lot of television and stuff. Yep. Yeah, and a lot of social media like fucking. Logan Paul and Ugh, shit crazy. like that, you know? Yeah. God. I think uh, yeah, I like, guess this was right before like kind of the outbreak of like the YouTubers and the It's a good point, like yeah. All of that. I, I think dark comedy is like the, the new big thing now though. Because when you like I think of a show like Barry, like Barry is dark comedy to me. You know, like um the boys. The boys uh Yep. Yeah. Zero one. That's dark comedy, and those are two of the biggest shows going right now. And watch that show. Watch that show, Dave. Too. No. Or is it Dicky? Little the no, little Dicky show. Dave. Dave, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that's like that's like kind of dark comedy too. It's like right. awkward comedy. Yeah, it's pretty funny, but it's not. It's not like these guys level. No. And yeah. you have like Jonah Hill is trying to get out of that into like drama. Yeah. I mean, he succeeded. Jonah oh, Hill, yeah. he can act with the best of them. Fatalities. <laughs> Fatalities. Um, all right. I think that pretty much wraps it up um, as far as forgetting Sarah Marshall goes. Uh, I want to thank Brad for being here, first timer. I want to thank Mike for coming back. Um, and Nick, always great to see your face. You too. Um, I don't know what the next movie we're doing is going to be. Uh, I know I had talked to Bill about doing maybe a Mission Impossible movie, but um, it could be anything. So stay tuned. Follow the Instagram. 
at uh, basement underscore uh, cinema underscore pod and uh, throw us the follow, uh, toss us some likes, and follow that to find out what we are doing next. Uh, we'll see you guys most likely next week sometime.